Hi, this is Lucinda Linfant. I'm a healthcare accreditation coordinator and an RN. I have no affiliation with the Joint Commission. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about healthcare worker fatigue. It seems to be a hot topic lately. So, healthcare worker fatigue is mental or physical exhaustion that reduces your ability to perform your work safely and effectively. Healthcare worker fatigue is a subject that you would think is not covered or looked at by the Joint Commission. Have you ever read a standard addressing this subject? Maybe you have and you just didn't realize it covered this area. The leadership chapter is where you will find most of this. Again, they leave standards vague for the most part, so they have like an umbrella coverage and they can write you up for multiple things under one standard or EP. Um, if you would like to know the exact standards I'm talking about today that cover this, make sure to give me an email and I'll send them straight to you. Way back on December 2011, the Joint Commission put out a Sentinel event alert on this very subject. They added an addendum in 2018. That is correct. This was before the COVID-19 pandemic. They state that there is a link between healthcare worker fatigue and adverse events. This has um, been a subject for many studies, and they prove that extended work hours contribute to high levels of worker fatigue and reduce productivity. With the increase of hours comes an increase in mistakes, thus making the patient at risk for harm. Many factors can contribute to healthcare worker fatigue. These include, but are not limited to, insufficient staffing and excessive workloads. Working through the COVID-19 pandemic, going on year two has pushed all healthcare workers to their limit. We are indispensable. We are a resource. But we are physically, mentally, and emotionally drained, even if you are not frontline. So what are some impacts of fatigue? Um, fatigue resulting from poor or inadequate sleep over an extended period can cause issues like lapses in attention. I have that issue anyway, but not because of that. Um, reduced motivation, poor problem solving, confusion, mood swings, impaired communication, slow reaction time, loss of empathy, which we will circle back around to shortly. Actions uh, suggested by the Joint Commission to combat healthcare worker fatigue include assessing your organization's fatigue-related risks. This includes an assessment of off-shift hours and consecutive shift work and a review of staffing and other relevant policies to ensure they address extended work shifts. So your organization should look back at any event that you had to do a root cause analysis on. Um, every time one was performed, we always ask the question, were you fatigued? Was it super busy? Um, did you get a lunch break? Things like of this nature. And if you're not asking these questions during your root cause analysis for a Sentinel event, you should. Just about any healthcare worker, especially night shift workers, can relate to how tired they are after working three shifts in a row back to back. As a new nurse a million years ago, I was really happy to take um, an extra shift and get the overtime. But after my first year of doing this, I worked night shift, by the way, um, I would refuse a fourth back to back shift because I was just too tired. My sleep was poor during the day and I knew I was exhausted and might make a mistake. 
the next thing that the Joint Commission recommends is patient handoffs are a time of high risk, especially for fatigue staff. So you need to assess your organization's handoff process and procedures to adequately um, protect our patients. Bedside handoff, when possible, is best. Um, when you do this, everybody's alert, they're at the bedside, the family's involved, the patient's involved, it's great. Back uh, in the dinosaur age when I was a bedside nurse, we, did, uh, we taped our report, which just seemed to go on and on and on and was very hard to focus on what was going on, especially if you were already fatigued. So handoff at the bedside is really interactive and you're not going to miss anything. The next recommendation, invite staff to input into designing work schedules to minimize fatigue. Ask them if they want to work back-to-back -back and try to arrange it as much as possible, as much as you can. That's kind of hard to do sometimes to space those shifts out if that's what they feel helps them. Some people just want to get it over with and just do the boom, 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 three in a row. The next recommendation is to create and implement a fatigue management plan that includes scientific strategies for fighting fatigue. This kind of made me laugh because way back when, when I worked night shift, I put something in about um, a hospital was doing, uh, trying out having their nurses nap for 30 minutes during their shifts. I mean, they would hand off their patients, of course. And there was a scientific study about it. I'm all about my scientific studies and evidence-based practice. So I turned this into my manager and I'm sure she just loved me for that. Of course, we didn't do that because I would always ask, um, instead of eating lunch, can I take a nap in the break room? Well, I can't do that. Some of the strategies that the Joint Commission recommended was doing something physical, like getting up and stretching or doing jumping jacks. Um, get in an engaging conversation. This is not always possible. It just depends because we're supposed to stay pretty quiet. Um, but if you're at the nurse's station or on a break, make sure to have a engaging conversation with somebody and don't just sit there and nod and listen. How many times have you been talking to somebody and they just nod off, which I'm sure some of you do during my podcast. Don't just nod and listen, talk. This next strategy, I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think this is a healthy recommendation, but they recommend strategic caffeine consumption and suggest not consuming caffeine when you're already alert or near your bedtime. And shame on them for that. This is not always a good option as you may crash at some point from that caffeine. Educate staff about sleep hygiene and the effects of fatigue on patient safety. Don't take naps over 45 minutes during the day. Um, turn off electrical devices about an hour before you go to sleep and don't sleep with your phone at your bedside if possible. You're also gonna wanna provide opportunities for staff to express concerns about fatigue. Encourage teamwork and use a system of second checks for complex or critical tasks. This next part is just some definitions I wanted to go over because I feel like they build on each other. Um, the first one is stress. Now we all know what stress is. It's a feeling of emotional or physical tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Everybody gets stressed out. It's kind of normal. The next one is anxiety. Anxiety is your body's natural response to stress. Um, it is an intense and persistent worry 
about fear, about everyday situations. Kind of intrusive. The next one is panic attack. Panic attack is a brief episode of intense anxiety, which causes the physical sensation of fear. Have you ever had a panic attack? These are terrible if you've ever experienced one. You may feel powerless against your emotions, like you just can't get yourself together. Um, Personally, in my experience, if I'll have one steady negative thought playing over and over and over in my head and I feel powerless against it, I just cannot get myself together. Um, What I do is try to distract myself. Um, For example, I'll name three body parts and think about those body parts. And then I'll look around and I'll name three colors in the room. And then I'll look again and pick out three items in the room and think about that to try to get your mind off of it. If that doesn't work, um, you can play with your brain. So what do you do? Distraction. It's all about distraction. You can uh, carry a sour candy in your pocket or like a packet of sugar or even a ghost pepper. Wouldn't recommend that one, but a ghost pepper will work. Um, For whatever reason, this will snap your mind off of the subject and you'll be thinking more about what's in your mouth burning or being sour. Um, Soon as you can get it get it off your mind you can kind of decompress and then of course you need to go rest after something like that if possible. Um, All these conditions can be worse or more intense if you suffer from PTSD as your emotional threshold may be much much lower than the average person. Just FYI. The next definition is compassion fatigue. We just had a class on this this week in my organization. Um, Compassion fatigue affected staff um, tend to experience intense physical and emotional exhaustion, along with major changes in their ability to feel empathy towards the patients that they treat. And I know this is a subject for everybody right now because you're like, golly, you guys need to go get vaccinated. You need to wear your mask. You need to wash your hands. You know, the general public is just not always doing these things and we're being punished for it is what you feel like. That's not right. You shouldn't feel that way. So it's just an ongoing problem. The next thing that happens usually is burnout. Um, Burnout is when workers experience physical or emotional exhaustion while having a low job satisfaction. They may feel powerless and overwhelmed for many, many reasons. And then, of course, the bottom of the barrel, we have depression. It's a constant feeling of sadness and loss of interest, which may stop you from doing your normal activities, like interacting with friends. So what are some ways to combat these issues? And you've heard these time and time again, and they are definitely easier said than done. Um, Take breaks from watching, reading, or listening to news stories, including those on social media. Take a break from social media, period. It will do wonders for your mental health. Um, Take care of yourself. This one is hard because a lot of us aren't just taking care of patients at work. We're taking care of elderly family members at home or children. So try to take care of yourself. Eat healthy, get exercise, and get plenty of sleep. Drink plenty of water. And give yourself a break when you are feeling stressed out. Again, that's not always possible, but you need to try. Even if it's just 
I'm going to take this five minutes for me today, and I might do some mindful meditation, which is my next subject. Meditate, take deep breaths, avoid excessive alcohol, tobacco, and substance use to, as a coping mechanism. Um, taking that five minutes for yourself, even if you're in the bathroom or something, that is your five minutes for the day. It just gives you your time to have control over you. Try to do that at least five minutes a day for yourself. That is fair. All right, so talk with others and let them know um, your thoughts and feelings. Try to do this with positive people. Um, I mean, you can throw a little pity party for yourself every now and then. That's normal. But try to pick yourself up and try to be more positive if you can. Um, And then, of course, recognize when you might actually need professional help which I know our, our families are exhausted from hearing us talk about what we are going through um, for the past two years as well. So sometimes it's just nice to have um, somebody you can trust that's very private to talk to about your feelings. I meant to say it earlier too, but along with meditation comes, um, if you're not into that, you can be spiritual. Um, that also will take your mind off things, help you relax if you're religious. If not, it's okay. Try to meditate. Do some mindful meditation exercises, which I can teach you all about that. But for now, this is all I have to say on the subject. Um, if you, any of you have any questions or want to come talk to me about your feelings, I am open to that. I will try to help you to the best of my ability. I probably can use people to talk to as well because we are all in the soup. We're all going through the same thing basically. Thank you and have a great day.